Hey guys, welcome back or welcome if you're new here. My name is Melina and I'm the host of the new and improved podcast, Life's an Adventure. I'm very excited for this new beginning and adventure with the podcast, so I would love it if you'd stick around for future episodes. In celebration of the relaunch, I'm going to be publishing episodes two times a week, so look forward to new episodes from me every Wednesday and Friday for the months of January and February. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow the podcast on Instagram at lifesanadventure.pod so you can stay up to date with the podcast. If you do enjoy this episode, be sure to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. With all of that being said, let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, I feel like it's been a while since I've recorded an episode. I don't know why, I think it's just because... I have waited to the last minute again to record an episode, which is, you know, my bad. It's on me. And it hasn't been that long. It's just been since last Friday when I published my last episode, which was episode 30 of the podcast, all about taking the Enneagram test. I took the Enneagram personality test live for you guys, and I talked about my results with you as well as to what personality type I am. So if you haven't already listened to that episode, I would definitely go check it out. But to warn you guys, it is quite a long episode. It's much longer than what I expected it to be, but If you are okay with that and that doesn't bother you, then yeah, feel free to go check out that episode. But yeah, I like I said, it's been a while since I've recorded an episode and it's just been really crazy over the past couple of days. I have started school already, if you guys don't know. I am currently on my second week of school by the time I'm recording this and by the the time this episode is published on Wednesday, I'm already on my second week and I'm already getting kind of stressed stress to be honest with you guys. I don't know why I do this to myself, but I think it's just within my personality that I just start to like I don't know how to describe it, but like my mind just gets filled up with like everything that I have to do for the week, all of the deadlines that I have for all of my classes and homework and assignments and just everything extra that I have to do besides homework assignments, which is like all of the reading and preparing for Zoom classes and all of that jazz. But yeah, I just feel like there's so many things going on in my mind, so many things I'm thinking about that it's very hard for me to get stuff done just because my mind is so clogged up with all of these thoughts going through my head. So let me know if you guys relate to that. I don't know if I explained that well enough and I don't know if that makes sense at all, but I hope you guys got it. But with school now being back in session, I have realize, I think I mentioned this in my last episode as well, but I think I've come to realize how much harder it's going to be to balance both the podcast and school, especially since I'm publishing two times a week, which is something that I did expect coming into the spring semester starting off because I did increase the workload of the podcast. Before I was only doing one episode a week, which was about like, you know, a couple of hours a week worth of podcasting work when you like tie in recording, editing, and publishing that one episode a week along with all of the social media promotion to go with it. But now I've increased the workload to two episodes a week, which is twice the content, twice the workload, twice the amount of time and effort that I have to put in. And that goes along with all of the hours of schoolwork that I have to do. So yeah, it's definitely going to take up a lot more time now. And I am doing the two episodes a week temporarily because I am looking at 
the workload right now and already seeing the a little bit of stress it's bringing me as I'm in my, only in my second week of school, which is uh, kind of interesting, but I'm going to manage to keep publishing two times a week for you guys. I really hope you guys are enjoying these episodes two times a week because after that I'll be going back to once a week and I don't know when I'll be doing anything more than that afterwards because I'll just be so tired from all of the work that I have been putting into this podcast and just seeing all of the success and good things that has come of it so far seeing all of the growth from the podcast seeing the increase in plays and listens from you guys and seeing the support that I've received from the podcast community in general on Instagram has just been so overwhelming and just has made me so happy and just has made it seem like so worth it putting all of this work into the podcast just because I love it so much and just because I find it um, such a passion for me specifically. But yeah, it's so funny because I've already seen it taking a little bit of a toll on me just because today specifically, I didn't have any classes today, no scheduled classes to meet with like my professor on Zoom like live, but I did have work to do for all of my classes. So today was just a work filled day for me working on a little bit of everything for each of my classes just so that I don't get behind on any of them because I've realized that a lot of my deadlines are at the end of the week. So like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and the following week on Tuesday is a majority of my deadlines for all of my classes. So it really comes down to working a little bit every single day on each class in order to get things done before the weekend so that I don't have to work as much on the weekend. So yes, that's going to take an adjustment for me. And I've realized today specifically that because I did have so much work to do today I wasn't able to post on Instagram and it kind of made me really sad just because of the fact if you guys are following me on the podcast Instagram at lifesandadventure.pod you guys would have realized a pattern going on I have managed to post Instagram posts five times a week to that account, Monday through Friday. That was a goal that I had in mind when I first relaunched the podcast back on January 4th, which is about a little bit over four weeks, I think, we're at right now currently. So I've managed to get over 20 Instagram posts in the matter of those four weeks, which is something that I'm pretty proud of specifically because before this relaunch and before all of the changes that I made to the podcast, I was not serious about Instagram at all or social media promotion at all in order to engage and increase, you know, engagement for my podcast specifically. So this was something completely new to me, completely different and definitely a challenge for me coming into the new year. So seeing that I have been able to keep up with that posting schedule on Instagram for this long is something that I'm extremely proud of, but it it was kind of sad to me just to see the fact that I wasn't able to post today. I know it's not a big deal, but just the fact of like keeping that consistency and maintaining that schedule that I set for myself is like, if you guys get what, what I mean by that, you know, it's just something that I've been doing already. And I don't know, it's just one of those things where now that I am in school, it's causing me to think, you know, what's important, right? What's a priority now? And for me, school is a priority priority right now. So 
being that I had a lot of work to do today, I had to, you know, put the podcast on the side a little bit and just focus on all of my schoolwork and instead, you know, put, you know, the podcast as second priority, even though it is still a big priority for me. So yeah, that's just kind of where my head's been at. Even though I wasn't able to post on Instagram today, I am gonna make up for it and post twice to Instagram tomorrow, Wednesday, the day that this episode is published. So look forward to new content from me over there on Instagram and yeah, go ahead and follow the podcast account as well as continue listening to the episodes every single week. I would greatly appreciate your support over there. And yeah, I think that's it for me for a little update for you guys. I think we could get into today's episode. This is episode 31 of the podcast, and as you can tell by the title, I'm going to be talking all about Netflix recommendations. Moving on to a little bit of a lighthearted topic, guys. Let's steer away from school a little bit because I need a break from school, and I'm sure those of you guys who are in school as well need a break, so we're just going to stop talking about school at least for a little bit, and we're going to talk about something a little bit more fun, a little bit more lighthearted, and that is Netflix. I am very excited for this episode specifically because we are talking about TV shows and movies on Netflix, which is something that I love. I consider it a hobby of mine to watch Netflix. And you could say that I did quite a bit of watching Netflix over the winter break specifically just because of the fact that I was off of school. I was like recovering from the first semester and just like mentally recovering specifically so I really didn't have a lot of time to watch Netflix back when I was in school the first semester fall semester so I spent a lot of my winter break relaxing and just catching up on tv shows and movies that I haven't been able to watch so yeah I ended up comprising a list of Netflix TV shows and movies that I've seen over the last couple of months and I wanted to share them with you guys in this episode just so that you guys can have something to look back on specifically if you're looking for some new TV shows or movies to watch on Netflix. And for those of you guys who don't know, this is actually an updated episode. I did record an episode back in August last year of 2020, and in that episode specifically, I did YouTube and Netflix recommendations. So if you want to go ahead and check out that episode, that is episode 6 of the podcast. So right from the beginning, if you are a OG listener, you guys would know, but if you are a new listener, I do have that episode up already published on the podcast. And like I said, it also is combined with YouTube recommendations, but this episode specifically today, I'm only going to be talking about Netflix because it's funny how the roles have reversed now, and I feel like before, like over a couple of months ago, I was watching more YouTube than Netflix, but now recently within the past, I want to say like maybe one or two months, I've watched way more Netflix than YouTube. So it's kind of funny to see how the roles are reversed there and to see what I'm watching at the time, at the period of time that I'm at in comparison to now. You know what I mean? So what we are going to do for this episode, just to keep it nice and organized for you guys when you guys are listening to this, I'm just going to go through each show and movie. I divided it up into the two categories of TV shows and movies just so that it's easier for you guys. I'm going to give each show and movie a rating out of 10 based off like what I thought of it specifically and share some of my thoughts if I remember a lot about the TV show or movie at the time that I'm talking about it. 
But yeah, other than that, this is just going to be a chill conversational episode for you guys. Just something lighthearted and something really relaxing that I think you guys would enjoy and I would enjoy recording just because I need something like that right now. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode and stay tuned to hear all of my Netflix recommendations from the past couple of months. Okay, I think we can get into talking about all of the TV shows and movies. We can start off with the TV shows because I believe I saw more TV shows than movies, but they are in no particular order. It's just the order that I wrote them down because I was comprising a list just based off of when I finished the show and when I remembered to write it down. So yeah, these are in no particular order, but we are just going to start off with number one, which is called Sweet Magnolias. This show was released in 2020, so last year, pretty recently, and it has a rating of TV 14. It has one season with a total of 10 episodes, and it's actually a Netflix original series. Let me know if you guys know, but I heard, I don't know where I heard it from. I feel like I heard it on TikTok or Instagram or something like that, just because that's where I'm mostly on right now. I don't know if you guys are, but I'm completely addicted to TikTok and it's not something that I'm necessarily proud of, but we're just going to move on from that. So yes, like I was saying, I heard from some type of social media that Netflix originals that come out can't be taken out, can't be taken down from Netflix. So they can't like, you know, um, what do you call it? Like after a while, they can't just like, oh, like stop streaming it on Netflix. I don't know if that's true or not, but it actually does make sense because if they're a Netflix original, why would they take down their own series? You know what I mean? Whether it's like a show or a movie. So yeah, that was something interesting that I learned and I'm not sure if it's completely true or not. So let me know guys, if you are listening to this episode right now, And let me know if you guys knew this before I did, because I did not know anything about this. But anyways, going back to the show, I gave this show a rating of 9 out of 10. I really loved this show. Specifically, I ended up watching this show with my mom, and I don't know how we came across this show. I think it was just like one that was like recommended to us like on our account based on like other things we've watched but yeah I would describe this show as like more of like a light-hearted like not necessarily corny but like like if you get my drift here like something along those lines of that kind of storyline definitely not like oh nothing too like serious or anything like that so yeah more on the light-hearted side if you guys are looking for something like that And basically, this show revolves three best friends. Their names are Maddie, Dana Sue, and Helen. And it pretty much goes along their life and like the struggles and the realities of what's going on in each of their individual lives, but then also their dynamic of their relationship and their friendship, which is something that I loved in this show. I loved the type of relationship that they had with one another they were best friends and like the way that they would help each other out and how they're involved in each other's life and helping you you know just being that support system for each other like I wish I can have some best friends like that when I'm older and I really hope so but yeah I think the dynamic between the three of them was really beautiful to see throughout the entire show but yeah Basically, the show goes through their life living in this small, like, city slash, no, 
I think it's a town, sorry, but like this small town life. So if you guys can visualize something like that, if you guys have seen a show or movie that's like has a town setting in it. So like a really small town setting where like everybody knows everybody. That's kind of like how this show is, you know, storyline is going. But yeah, other than that, I don't want to give anything away. So if you guys are interested in it, you guys can definitely look it up on Netflix. And yeah, like I said, I gave it a rating of 9 out of 10. I really loved this show and would highly recommend it to you guys. Moving on to number two, it is On My Block, which was released in 2020 also. It has a rating of TV14 with a total of three seasons and 28 episodes, and it's also a Netflix original series if you guys are curious. And I gave this show a rating of 9 out of 10 as well. I really loved this show. Again, I don't know how I came across this show. I think this was one of the shows that one of my friends recommended that I should watch. She really loved it and she thought that I would like it too and eventually I came across to like having some time to watch it for myself and I really liked this show as well. Again from what I remember because it has been a while since I've seen the show and I've only seen it once through all three seasons. I know it revolves around these four friends. I believe their names are Monse, Caesar, Jamal and I think the last one is Ruby so yeah these four friends and it's their high school experience but it basically goes through their lives as high school students and also like the struggles as well as what they're going through throughout high school because they do go through a lot together and also like individually with their families and their personal life. I don't want to give too much away again but I really liked this show and the storyline of this show because I felt like it was very like real and authentic just like the situations and the scenarios that they were going through in their lives and just I really loved the acting as well so yeah I would highly recommend this show and I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want to give anything away. I don't I don't like being that person who uh, gives spoilers to TVs, to TV shows or movies. And I don't want to hear spoilers either. So yes, we're going to leave it at that. Okay, moving on to number three. It is Grand Army, which was released also in 2020. It has a rating of T TVMA, which is for mature adults. So definitely, I would recommend if you're not 18 or older, you should ask your parents for permission to watch this show. It has only one season with a total of nine episodes, and it's also a Netflix original series. I ended up giving this show a rating of 7 out of 10. I personally, well, for starters, this was a show that I watched more recently, so I kind of remember the storyline a little bit better than the other ones so far, but yeah, I did give this show a rating of 7 out of 10 just because I personally didn't, I didn't not like the show, but also like I wasn't as impressed either. Basically, this show revolves also, it's revolved around a high school storyline, but it dives deeper into the lives of multiple high school students and basically the main plot point of the story is that high school experiences a bombing which leads them going into a lockdown in the school so that's kind of I want to say like the breaking point of the show or like the main storyline plot point in the show that 
what do you call it, like leads the rest of the story and the rest of the show to where it, you know, goes through and where it ends and where the characters, you know, how they're affected by this lockdown and this uh, tragedy and how they take it, how they cope with it throughout their high school. Um, I want to say like throughout that year of high school, the way the storyline goes within the first season with nine episodes in it. But yeah, I would want to say that this does have a trigger warning of a shooting slash bombing and, you know, going in lockdown like that. So I would definitely be aware of that before you watch this show. But yeah, like I said, it dives a little bit deeper to the lives of individual students that go to that Grand Army, to the Grand Army High School. Sorry, I can't speak. But I personally think that, I don't know, something about the storyline was kind of... Mm, I don't know. I feel like it was kind of surface level for me specifically. I don't know how you guys might take it if you guys have seen it or haven't yet and, you're, and are interested, but I just feel like we didn't really dive so much like as to what I thought it was going to be for each individual high school student because, you know, it goes through different characters, right? Different points of their life and also, you know, what they're experiencing in their personal life in comparison to what they're experiencing in that high school. And you have different types of your stereotypical uh, high school students. You got, you know, the popular girl, you got um, the new girl, you got, you know, other different types of uh, students like that. So you really see different types of high school students, but you don't necessarily see, you know, a lot about them. You kind of like see a little bit about each of them. But one thing that I do remember right now that was in this show that I did want to let you guys know about is it does talk about sexual sexual assault. So if you guys are not comfortable with that, I would definitely steer away from this show. But yeah, overall, it was an okay show in my personal opinion. I did give it a 7 out of 10, so that's pretty average. But I wouldn't necessarily, like, want to watch this show again, but I did want to talk to you guys about it and give you guys my honest opinion on it. So that is up to you if you guys decide to look it up and go watch it. But yes, that is number three. Moving on to number four, it's called Dare Me, which was released in 2019, and it has a rating of TVMA, so also for mature adults, so if you're not over 18, like I said, it has one season with a total of 10 episodes. I ended up giving this show a rating of 7.5 out of 10, so a little bit better than the previous one, and this was also another show that I watched more recently, but I think this was one of those shows that I had on my like list of like movies and tv shows to watch for a while but i just hadn't gotten around to watching it until now and since i saw there was it was only 10 episodes like i thought it, it would go a lot faster you know what what i mean like if there was a show with multiple seasons with like 50 episodes in it you know what i mean so this show is also one with a high school setting slash storyline in it so if that's something that piques your interest it does revolve around high school students as well and their high school experience and their high school years, but this show specifically revolves around the cheerleaders at this school. I, f I already forgot what the name of the school was, but so basically to put it in short terms for you guys, there is 
the cheerleading team at this high school that is in need of that is in need of a new cheerleading coach because I don't I don't know what happened to the old one and this cheerleading team I don't think they've gotten to like the championship or the finals for cheerleading I don't know how that works so they ended up getting a new cheerleading coach a really like well-known cheerleading coach that's you know known for her coaching abilities and the teams that she's coached so she comes to this school and she's the new coach she's the one who like like if you have been like in a sport like that, oh, the idea of a new coach coming in and changing up everything, changing up like the way things are done and how the girls are, you know, practicing and whatnot. So yeah, it really revolves around this new coach, like not knowing a lot about her and us as watchers finding out about her as the show progresses and just seeing how the story unfolds and what is the mystery behind her specifically and how her cheerleaders are eventually get involved in her life, in her personal life, besides, you know, high school and cheerleading. So I don't want to give away too much, but I did like this show a little bit better than the Grand Army one, just because of the plot line. I would describe it as more of like a mystery, like not necessarily like thriller, because it's not like scary or anything, but definitely mystery because you know there's a lot of things that you don't know until you continue watching the shows and eventually things come to light so I would definitely say more like a mystery like suspense type show just because of like the way the plot line is and the characters are but yeah this was also a show that I wasn't necessarily like super impressed with like there were some characters in the show that I personally didn't like I didn't like their attitude or just the way the character was so like that could be why I didn't like the show as much but I ended up finishing the show anyways just because I wanted to see how it ended but yeah this show isn't one that I would watch again but like I'm glad I did watch it like if you know what I mean so Moving on to number five, it is Outer Banks, which was released in 2020 last year. It has a rating of TVMA with one season and a total of 10 episodes, and this is a Netflix original series. I'm pretty sure that everybody knows what Outer Banks is just by the name of it, whether you've seen it or not. I feel like when it first came out, everybody was talking about it, but like, I don't know, for me, like I knew it was out, and I don't... I don't even know what um, what time it actually came out on Netflix, but I didn't like watch it till much later and like after all the hype was like, oh, like done already with Outer Banks, but I'm very glad that I ended up watching it. I ended up giving this show a 9 out of 10. I loved this show. Like after watching the show, you'll get the hype. You'll get like why people loved it so much and I'm one of them. So yeah, if you guys don't know, Basically, this show revolves around these four friends as well. I love the friendship dynamic in these shows. I think that's what piques my interest the most. And I just really love the way the characters interact with one another and how real their friendship seems like on camera, like, you know, difference between off camera, just as, you know, normal people and actors. But yeah, it revolves around these four friends, John B., JJ, Pope, and Kiara. And it goes through their life living on this island. I believe the island is called Outer Banks, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's why they named the show. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't even know. And I saw this show. But yeah, so they live on this island and it goes through their life. And unfortunately, it's 
John B's father who goes missing and they don't know what happened to his father, whether he's dead or alive. So a majority of the show is spent on this, you could call it quote unquote adventure or like mystery to solve in order to find out what happened to his father. I won't give any more away, but that's basically how the storyline goes. And eventually as the story line and the episodes progress more and more things come to light more hints slash clues come to light onto like what happened to his father and you know until the end but okay hold on guys I'm not gonna give anything away but I'm gonna just tell you right now whether you've seen the Outer Banks show or not that ending though the last episode I was so upset with the way the episode ended like what kind of cliffhanger is that like just by looking at the cliffhanger I knew that a second season was coming like they can't leave us on a cliffhanger like that and just be like oh you know that's it one season and I think because of the success of the show that it had and the hype that it had in the beginning when it was first released I feel like there's another season coming and I'm looking at it on Netflix here because I searched up the show just to make sure that I knew what the names were of the characters and it says right here it's official another season is coming but like, when is it coming though? Like I want a second season, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm over here waiting for a second season. And I'm like, why didn't I watch the show, the show sooner? But then I'm also glad I didn't watch it so soon because then I'd be waiting even longer. So if you see my dilemma here, guys, but yeah, so that's basically the gist of the show. I'm not going to give anything away. I feel like a lot of people have seen it and I feel like I'm late to the party on this one, but if you haven't seen it, I highly, highly, highly recommend this one. Moving on to number six. This show, guys, this show. I know for a fact that I talked about this show in my other episode, other Netflix episode, episode six, where I did YouTube and Netflix recommendations, but I had to include it again. If you are a new listener and you haven't listened to that episode, I had to include it again because it's one of my favorite shows, I have to say, so far. Within the past, I want to say, year since I first watched it and first talked about it on that episode six, but it is called The Queen of Flow, which was released in 2018, so a little bit older. It has a rating of TVMA with one season and a total of 82 episodes. This show is a Netflix original, and before I continue, I want to let you guys know that this episode is actually in Spanish. I'm gonna let you guys know right now, I personally don't watch a lot of Spanish shows. I'm very, like, picky or particular about, like, the show itself. Like, if it's not interesting enough, I won't, like, you know, engage or, like, want to pay attention and focus because, like, for me, Spanish is not my first language. I can't understand it, but, like, I do need, like, an interesting plot and storyline for me to want to watch the show. And this was actually a show that my mom introduced me to. She started watching it because I think one of her teacher friends recommended it to her. And then she told me about it because she liked it. And she thought I would like it. So I first watched it. I watched like maybe like one episode, like one part of an episode with her. And I was interested and I ended up watching it on my own. And I loved it. And one thing, guys, ever since I watched the show the first time and talked about it back in... August when I released that episode I've seen it two no two or three times one of those it has to be either two or three times that I've seen this one season and if you guys heard this first season has a total of 82 episodes so 
that's just to tell you how much I loved this show. I give it a rating of 10 out of 10. It's one of my favorite shows so far. Like I said, it is in Spanish. I believe all of the actors are Colombian, so this is a Colombian TV show. And basically the storyline, it revolves around this songwriter named Jamie and it goes through her story of when she was a teenager in high school to her adult life. And without giving so much away, like I could literally spoil the whole story for you guys, but I'm not going to because I'm not that kind of person. So basically it revolves around her life starting off with her being a teenager and her getting into this group with two other guys who are also musicians and artists as well wanting to you know succeed and be you know successful in the music industry because she is a songwriter so she wants to do that as a career and that's one of her dreams so she you know joins this group of these other two guys and they're you know over here working on just wanting to become artists and wanting to you know better themselves and you know just be successful in that so unfortunately something happens and she ends up in prison i won't say whether she went to prison because she was innocent or guilty but she ends up in prison and the story follows, I want to say about almost two decades later when she's grown up and she's still in prison, but she's released. She's released from prison and now that she's out of prison, she's plotting revenge against the person who put her in prison. And that's just, I'm that's all I'm going to say, guys. I am, I don't know if that storyline made sense. Like, I don't know if I told the summary correctly or if that interested you or not but like I really had to leave out a lot of parts and if not I was going to spoil it so if you guys are interested and want to watch this show I would highly recommend it 10 out of 10 it's called the queen of flow and it's on Netflix so yes this is a show that I think I won't stop recommending if I do continue doing these Netflix recommendations and updated episodes so Oh, another thing I forgot to mention, because this show like revolves around like music and, you know, Jamie, the main character, who's a songwriter, it does have, you know, songs in incorporated into the show. And I believe I looked it up once and all of the songs are original songs. And I love the music in that show. I remember when I first saw the show, I looked up the soundtrack and I was listening to the songs from the show, like on repeat. And like, I knew them by name and I also like knew a majority of the words so yes just keep in mind that the songs are really catchy and you're gonna love the songs as well I love the songs I love the show so yes keep that in mind moving on to number seven it is Gilmore Girls this show was released in 2006 with a rating of TV 14 it has a total of seven seasons with 87 episodes I give this show a rating of nine out of ten I had heard about Gilmore Girls a long time ago. I don't know where I heard it from or I think I just saw it like on my recommended on Netflix or something but like I don't know why I decided to watch the show now like I don't know what piqued me. I don't know what like oh my gosh like I should watch the show you know. It was kind of like one of those like um like I was bored and I was like looking for something to watch and it was like oh like hey this been this show's been on my list for a while why don't I finally start it right and I don't even know what to say about this show like gosh when I finished watching this show it left me speechless guys like just 
the amount of content, the amount of story and just like the characters and their individual stories and the life of Rory Gilmore, the main character, and her mother, Lorelai Gilmore, just that entire story. And just like, after I was done, like I didn't know what to do after that. Because like seven seasons, guys, like seven seasons with a total of 87 episodes. This show went from beginning of her freshman year, I believe. No, wait, was it freshman or sophomore year? Because it was a total of seven seasons then. So whatever, like the beginning of her high school career to when she graduates college. So we basically go through her entire teenage life from high school to college. And let me just tell you guys, it's a roller coaster of a ride. And, and it's just by like watching the show and just seeing her like go through life, especially like those teenage years specifically, like by the time I was done with this show, I felt like I know I knew her like as a person. And I'm over here like, why? Like, what is this? Like, am I like, have I gone crazy? You know, but like, I thought the show was really good. I loved this show. So if you guys didn't catch that, the main character, Rory Gilmore, it goes through her life and her relationship with her mother. She is a single mom and she doesn't have any siblings. So they have a very close, tight knit relationship. And that is very prevalent in this show. And also specifically where she lives. She lives in more of like a town setting. So everybody knows her. Everybody in that town has known her since she was little. So she was basically raised in that town and she goes through her high school um, career, having gone from public school, transferring to a private school. And she is definitely, you would call a very smart, nerdy girl who loves school and very you know, prestigious in that manner with goals to go to a Ivy League school in the future. I won't tell you guys if she did or not. You guys have to go find out for yourselves. But yeah, she's definitely more of a nerdy schoolgirl, in my opinion. Definitely, I can relate to that as well. But yeah, I want to say like, she goes through like normal teenager stuff with like, you know, uh, having her uh, best friend transferring schools, having to figure that out, you know, family life as well with her mother and the relationship she has with her grandparents and the struggles that come with that while also tackling relationships and love for the first time. So yeah, just everything you could think about like that's you could relate to in real life is what goes on in this show which is something that I found really authentic and I loved the character Rory as well I felt like I could relate to her on some levels and I just loved the storyline in itself I was really sad when it ended and yeah I just loved the show if you guys haven't seen it I would totally recommend it okay moving on to number eight it is Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life this show was released in 2016 with a rating of TV 14 with a total of four episodes. It's a Netflix original as well. And this is what would you call a, not like a, is it called a rerun or like a remake or like a, like a second par or like, you know what I mean, right? Like, I don't know why I can't come up with the word, but yes, almost pretty much a decade later, Netflix decided to come up with a new season, if you will. It's only four episodes, but the episodes are really long. They're like an hour and a half long. So you would say a whole new season, like an updated season of the 
life of the Gilmore Girls, but now as adults, full-blown adults, Rory specifically uh, navigating her, I want to say like 20s or 30s is when like her age is at that point and her navigating the real world while also, you know, looking for jobs and career and just life in that sense and just tackling all of that. So I was really excited to see what Netflix did with this updated season of the Gilmore Girls, just seeing how they have developed and grown into adulthood and seeing how that storyline turned out. So I was really interested to see how that turned out for this rerun of Gilmore Girls, but I ended up giving this show a 7 out of 10. I don't know, something about the storyline did it sit well with me. I don't know. I think it's just because of the way it turned out. Like, I don't know. If you guys have seen Gilmore Girls first, like I would recommend seeing it first before seeing this one. But like if you guys have seen it and you guys like know Rory as a character and how she was in that Gilmore Girls, I didn't like the way her character was in this A Year in the Life show. I don't know. Just something about like the way... Her character was like really struggling with, you know, the real world, being an adult, navigating relationships while also career. Like it felt like everything was going so downhill for her. Like I don't want to spoil nothing, but like, yeah, it just felt like nothing was going good for her in this season. Like she was constantly just struggling in that sense in her life. And I don't know, I just didn't like some of the decisions that she made in this rerun. But I don't know, the way it ended was also like very like a cliffhanger which I didn't like so I'm over here waiting to see if they continue with this rerun of more episodes or a different season because they ended up like releasing these episodes as a different season in terms of like what do you call it the seasons like in the year like winter spring summer and fall that's how they did this show so yeah every episode's an hour and a half and they divided it by winter spring summer and fall so basically you know that counts for the year which you know kind of makes sense but yeah other than that I don't want to spoil it so I would go watch it I was kind of surprised with the way it turned out with the way that they played Rory's character out so yeah I would recommend it don't let my rating stop you guys if you guys are interested in it so yes moving on to number nine on the list it is Cobra Kai oh my gosh guys this show this show if you guys haven't seen this show yet oh my goodness before I say anything else go watch the show if you haven't seen the show yet it's it's oh my gosh I love this show This show was released, I want to say, the first two seasons were released in 2020. I'm not sure when in 2020, but season three actually recently came out. It was released on January 1st at 12 a.m., like specifically the first minute of January 1st, it was already out, which I loved that concept of just having the new year start off with a new season of Cobra Kai. I know a lot of the people who were waiting for a new season were like so excited to binge watch it on, you know, New Year's Day or whatnot. But yeah, I just really loved that it actually came out earlier than expected. It was supposed to come out, I think like the first week of January or the first two weeks. But yeah, if you guys don't know anything about Cobra Kai, it basically follows the 
life of the main character from the original Karate Kid movies, Daniel LaRusso, if you guys don't know. It basically follows his life now that he is an adult. So I would definitely recommend watching the original Karate Kid movies. I think there's either two or three of them. I could be mistaken, but yes. So that is his life as a teenager and how he gets into karate in the first place. But now he is an adult. He's he. Ugh, sorry, he is an adult now, and this is his life now with a family and kids, and you know, just being a real adult now with you know without karate in the picture. So, so it follows Daniel Larusso's life with where he also encounters an old person from his past within the karate world. His name is Johnny. Actually, if you guys don't know someone from his past he you would consider him his nemesis if you will in terms of karate so yeah you could see where that's gonna go and I want to say this show as the show develops as the season develops Daniel gets back into karate just because you know after being it being so many years later and just having moved on having you know started his life karate is no longer part of him so throughout this show I would say that he develops you know his love again for karate bringing it back into his life but also sharing it with his daughter I think his daughter's name is Samantha if I'm not mistaken but yeah I don't want to give anything else away I loved the characters I loved the karate in the show and I loved the, thir the third season every single season ended off ended off on a cliffhanger so I'm over here waiting for season four to happen, and I'm like, um, when's it coming out? Oh, and another thing, me and my family were hooked on this show that we ended up watching it together. Like, we were, like, waiting until the weekend when we could, like, have a movie night, and we ended up binge-watching a lot of the shows. And I want to say it wasn't until, like, halfway through the first season that my uncle actually came for a movie night and we told him about the show and we caught him up on everything that was going on and we got him hooked on it as well. So we were all hooked on the show, watching it together. And when it came out on January 1st, I don't think we saw it on January January 1st. I think we waited till the weekend to see it. But we pretty much finished season three within like two days. So I was pretty upset that we finished it so soon because I'm like, wait, well now what am I going to watch? You know what I mean? So yes, I would highly recommend this show if you haven't seen it already. I give it a 10 out of 10. I love this show and I can't wait for more seasons. Moving on to number 10. This is the last TV show that I've seen. And I want to say it's the most recent one that I've seen ever since I've been back in school. And it is Julie and the Phantoms. It came out in 2020. I'm not sure actually when it came out. But yeah, it came out in 2020. It has a rating of TVG with one season, a total of nine episodes, and it is a Netflix original as well. I have to give this show, guys, 10 out of 10. Oh my gosh. If you guys have seen Julie and the Phantoms, I don't know when it came out. I don't know, like, when it got all the hype or something, because all of a sudden, like, okay, so I mentioned earlier, guys, that I'm addicted to TikTok, right? So I don't know when I started seeing so many TikToks talking about Julie and the Phantoms and Charlie Gillespie and just the show in general. And I saw like everybody was like obsessed with this show. Like everybody was talking about it. Everybody was like posting videos of it or like of the actors. And so I'm like over here, like, what's the big deal? You know, like I had seen it 
that it was on Netflix, but it looked like a kid's show. It's rated TVG, you know? I wasn't, like, specifically, like, interested in watching the show. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put it on my list so I could watch it later. I saw it was on Netflix, but I hadn't seen it yet. But I saw this hype about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see it because everybody, everybody on TikTok that I'm seeing you know, loves this show and is obsessed with this show and I can't stop talking about this show. So it must be that good, right? When I saw this show the first time, guys, oh my gosh, I think I watched it in a day. Like, that's how short the episodes are. No, wait, that's a lie. I didn't watch it in a day. I started actually watching the show when I went on my trip for Christmas. So I ended up downloading some of... No, I think I downloaded the first three episodes or so on Netflix so I could watch it on the airplane ride there so I started watching the show on the way there I don't think I let me see I'm trying to think I think I watched the first episode on the way there but then I ended up not watching it until coming back so like it wasn't that I watched it consistently in one day, but like it felt like I finished it in one day because when we came back, I ended up finishing it real soon because the episodes are not that long. They're like 27 minutes long. But yeah, like, guys, after I found out who Charlie Gillespie was, I was like, oh, okay, now I get, now I get what the hype is about. I'm just gonna say that he is one very attractive person and... I'm gonna leave it at that because yeah you just go watch the show for yourself but yeah I loved the storyline of this show if you guys don't know what the show is about let me tell you guys because I'm over here talking about how much I love this show and I haven't even told you guys what it's about so it's about this girl named Julie and she loves music she is a singer and songwriter as her character in the show it's played by the actress Madison Reyes and unfortunately her mom dies I believe a year before this story starts, the show starts in episode one. So it is very hard for her to come back, you know, to doing music. So she wants to leave music. She wants to forget about music because of the tragedy of her mom passing away. So that is her as the main character. But if we go back to about 25 years earlier from 2020, there is this band called Sunset Curve with these four guys. Their names are Luke, Reggie, Alex, and Bobby. And this band, Sunset Curve, is one of the bands that's supposed to play at this big grand place called the Orpheum. They're like, you know, teenagers, I believe 17 year olds is what they uh, set them as in terms of age. And they're supposed to, you know, uh, play and you know be successful you know just become famous because they love music and they're really good at it and they're just artists in that sense so unfortunately they die on the night that they are supposed to play at the Orpheum but fast forward to 2020 when Julie is in her mom's garage where she used to play music and she used to write music with her she finds this CD from that band Sunset Curve 25 years later in her garage in 2020 and she plays that CD on a CD player and the three guys who passed away 25 years before appear as ghosts which is a complete shock to her and also to them how they got there why why they're there in her garage what's the connection between uh her mom and them and like why are they there as ghosts? What happened? And all of these other questions are asked. I won't spoil anything for you guys, but 
yeah, the gist of it is they come back as ghosts and they help bring music back into her life. And they also, you know, connect again with music, uh, even though they're ghosts now. And yeah, I'm not going to give anything away. That's basically the gist of the show. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, just to prove how obsessed I am with the show and how much I love the show, I may or may not have seen the show three times already within the past month, and I may or may not have been playing the soundtrack on Spotify on repeats over the past week or so, so yeah, I may or may not be obsessed with the show, just letting you guys know, and we're just going to leave it at that, so yes, 10 out of 10. I love the songs. I love every single song in the show. It's so catchy, guys. I don't know where where they came up with these songs, who came up with these songs, but oh my gosh, guys, when you when you watch the show and you listen to the songs, you're going to love them as much as I do. And yes, I would highly, highly, highly recommend to go see Julie and the Phantoms on Netflix. I give it a 10 out of 10, and I just can't wait for the second season to come. I, I believe that everybody who's seen it and is obsessed with it is asking the same question of when is season two coming and I'm over here asking the same question as well so yes okay now we can move on to movies we are done with all of the tv shows that I've seen over the past couple of months and now we can move on to movies the first movie I have here number 11 is Paul Blart Mall Cop this movie was released in 2009 with a rating of PG I want to say this is a classic movie, not necessarily that old, but this is not my first time seeing Paul, Bl Paul Blart Mall Cop, but I did want to put it on the list because it was a movie that I've seen recently within the past couple of months, and if you guys have seen Paul Blart Mall Cop, it is a really funny movie. It has Kevin James in it, and I feel like a majority of people have seen it. Like, if you haven't seen it, go watch it because like I don't know I just feel like it's a classic I don't even know if you'd call it that but yeah it had been a while since I'd seen the Paul Blart movies and yeah I kind of had forgotten like the gist like I knew the general storyline but there were some parts that I had forgot about the movie so it was really fun just to have a movie night and just go out and you know watch the movie just something like light-hearted funny but also like you know easy to understand just because we had all seen it before and yeah, that's pretty much what I have to say about that. I give it a 9 out of 10. And I would highly recommend it if you haven't seen it already. The next movie I have is called The True Memoirs of an International Assassin. This movie was released in 2016. And it has a rating of TV-14. This is also another Kevin James movie. The same guy who, pay who played in the Paul Blart Mall Cop movie. And I had never heard of this movie before until we like looked it up on Netflix like it was re recommended after we saw the Paul Blart movie but I had no idea that he was in this movie or he did this movie so like we were all very curious to see it because we only know him from the Mall Cup movies so it was kind of interesting to see him as a different character and basically this movie revolves around the main character Kevin James who plays the character I don't know the character's name, but he is an author, right? And, like, he's, like, a struggling author. Ugh. I can't speak, guys. Sorry. He's a struggling author who's, like, in the process of writing a book called The True Memoirs, or, like, The Memoir of an International Assassin. I think that's what his title originally was. And it, originally, it was supposed to be a crime novel that he was writing, so he was very 
uh, passionate about his book. He was doing a lot of research on it, getting knowledge on like what an international assassin does and the training they receive and the weapons they use and just being in that mindset. So he was very real and passionate about that while he was writing this crime novel. And when he was finally done writing this novel, a publisher reached out to him, I believe, to sell and release his novel. But unfortunately, the publisher releases his crime novel that is fiction as a memoir. So throughout the rest of the movie, after that book was released, a lot of the general public believed that he was the international assassin that he wrote about as his character, as as his fictional character in the book. So that creates a lot of problems for him, him trying to, you know, try to recognize the fame that he was getting from his book, but also trying to tell the truth of saying that, you know, my book is fiction. It's not real at all. I'm not the international assassin. You know, I don't, you know, this story's fiction, right? So it was kind of funny the way the story turned out and the way it turned out in the end. It's kind of more like of a lighthearted movie, I I would say. Definitely a lot of action just because it talks about International Assassin and just like the way the story turns out it was really it was really good. I liked it personally. I had never heard of the movie before before we watched it. So I gave it a rating of eight out of ten. I think it's pretty good. I I would recommend it to you guys if you guys haven't seen it. Moving on to number 13 on the list, it is Athlete A, which was released in 2020 with a rating of PG-13. This is actually a documentary. I personally have not seen many documentaries. I don't know. It's not that I'm not interested in documentaries. I think it depends on the type of documentary it is. Like, you know, I much prefer like more fiction, more like action adventure, maybe even some romance in there, comedy. So yeah, I'm not more of a I'm not much of a documentary person, but I had heard of this documentary, but I personally had never seen it, like seen the whole movie itself. I had only heard of it. So if you guys haven't seen it, it basically revolves around the gymnast who survived the USA Gymnastics. I believe the guy's name was Dr. Nasser. I believe that's how you say his name, but the abuse that he uh, did to the gymnasts when they were really young and also competing in the Olympics. So it basically goes through that entire story talking about the actual girls who uh, want to speak up, who experience this, unfortunately, and also like all of the evidence that shows uh, leading up to when he was accused of this in trial. So yeah, definitely a really like evolved story throughout the entire documentary definitely something that I wasn't aware of specifically maybe some other people were aware of this maybe they knew about this before watching this documentary I personally hadn't heard much about the allegations or what these girls experienced until I watched this documentary I found it very informative very enlightening something that I didn't know was going on but something very real and unfortunately girls did have to go through this so Yes, if you haven't seen this documentary, it does talk about sexual assault, sexual abuse in it. So if that's a trigger warning for trigger warning for you guys, I would definitely, you know, watch it with someone or maybe steer away to, steer away from this. But yeah, if you guys are interested in this, I would highly recommend watching it. It's very informative, very just like eye-opening for 
all of us just to see like what really happened and what these girls went through and like what is going on behind the scenes that sometimes you're not fully aware of. So yeah, I just really, really loved this documentary. I haven't seen very many, like I said, and I give it an 8 out of 10. So the next movie I have is number 14 on the list. It is Love Guaranteed, which was released in 2020 with a rating of TVPG. The main reason why I was interested in seeing this movie, just because I recognized one of the actresses, I believe she is an actress on Hallmark Channel, so she's in a lot of those movies, especially that come out during Christmas time. Her name is Rachel Lee Cook, so I really like her as an actress, and when I saw that she was in this movie, that's initially what attracted me to watch it. And it seemed like one of those, like, light-hearted but like romantic movies but also like a little bit on the cornier side so like I personally like that I don't know if you guys do but yeah basically this movie revolves around her character I already forgot her character's name just because I haven't seen this movie in a while it has been a couple of months but her character plays an attorney and she takes on this client who is trying to sue this dating website because the dating website as advertisement guarantees that people who use this dating website who go on dates using this website will find love. So he tries to sue this dating website because he hasn't found love yet. And that's basically what he hires her as the attorney to do for him as her job, to try and sue this website because he hasn't found love yet. And throughout this entire movie, they get, you know, closer, you know, in a relationship, just working together on this lawsuit. And, you could probably predict what'll happen just by the way these characters develop throughout the movie, by the way they grow closer in that relationship. I won't give anything away, but yeah, I really liked this movie. It definitely on the cornier side, like I said, I ended up giving this movie a 8 out of 10. So yeah, I would highly recommend it. Nothing like too special, but also like, you know, pretty lighthearted, pretty fun has a little bit of romance in there if that's what you're looking for. So yeah, highly recommend this one as well. Moving on to number 15 on the list, it is the Shawn Mendes documentary that was released in 2020. It has a rating of TVMA. I personally was very excited to see this documentary. It's the Shawn Mendes In Wonder documentary, basically going through his world tour and talking about like a little bit of his experience on tour while also his relationship with Camila Cabello and just like what he goes through which was something that I was very intrigued about. Shawn Mendes is one of my favorite artists specifically. He has been for the longest time so when I saw that he was coming out with this documentary I was really excited to um, see it and you know also because he is a musician in the documentary there are a lot of clips of him you know singing on stage and uh, singing all of his songs but yeah overall I really liked this documentary I don't have much other documentaries to compare it to but yeah I really loved it just because I love Shawn Mendes and I love his music so yeah pretty self-explanatory don't have much to say about it I give this documentary a 9 out of 10 and I would highly recommend it if you guys love Shawn Mendes as well moving on to number 16 on the list it is the Ariana Grande documentary. 
all of a sudden, all of these artists are coming out with their own documentaries. Like, where, like, where did they have time to do this? Like, it's so funny. I know the Jonas Brothers also came out with a documentary when they first got back together, but I haven't seen it. I think it's on Prime Video. I don't think it's on Netflix. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, I do want to see their documentary as well. But all of a sudden, everybody's coming out with documentaries. I think it's because nobody's going on tour anytime soon because of COVID. But yeah, I do appreciate it. So it is the Ariana Grande documentary. It came out also last year, 2020, it has a rating of TVMA. And I also gave this one a 9 out of 10 as well. I loved it. I love Ariana Grande as an artist. So I knew I wanted to watch her documentary just to see a little bit more about her, a little bit more about her behind the scenes, especially her going on tour. I personally haven't been to any type of concert yet. So I'm 19 years old. I haven't been to a concert yet, but that's definitely one thing on the bucket list that I really want to do. I really want to go to a concert, whether it's Shawn Mendes, Ariana Grande, Jonas Brothers, whoever it may be. But yeah, I just want to experience what it's like being at a concert, just like the environment and the atmosphere of everybody around, especially if you go see an artist that you love and you love their music. So, so her documentary goes behind the scenes of her Sweetener World tour and one difference that I noticed from her documentary than with uh, Shawn Mendes, I noticed that majority of her documentary was more of her was more of her on stage singing, so more of her performances during the tour instead of a lot of her behind the scenes. It did show some of her behind the scenes, but I noticed it was a lot more of her performances on stage. So I would recommend this documentary specifically if you haven't seen her perform like live at con at a concert. Like for me specifically, I've never been to a concert. So you kind of get the feel of what it's like at a concert just by watching her documentary, seeing like the theatrics that she puts into the performance, her uh, the, uh, what do you call them? The backup dancers, the costumes, the music, the effects, the lighting, all of that stuff. You kind of get a feel for what it's like being live at her concert through her documentary. So yeah, definitely different than the documentary of Shawn Mendes, where he goes a little bit more into his personal life and the people in his life. Whereas this one with Ariana Grande, it's more of her concert and her tour. So yeah, both Highly recommend. I gave both of them a 9 out of 10. I love both artists. So yes, highly recommend to you guys. We are finally at the last movie on the list. Number 17, it's called The Social Dilemma. It came out in 2020 last year and it has a rating of PG-13. If you guys haven't heard of The Social Dilemma, I feel like a lot of people have heard of it, whether they've seen it or heard it. I personally... It took me so long to see this movie just because I kind of knew what it was about and I don't know why like there was something about it that like made me kind of hesitant to watch it at first but like I finally got to the conclusion that like oh I want to see what this movie is about right and it's documentary sorry I called it a movie but this documentary basically goes through talking about the dangers and the impact that social media has on people and has on society. So it goes through a lot of the psychological aspects of how all of these social media networks are controlling people and controlling society and how they've instilled that in us and how us as people 
are buying into that and how, you know, we don't know what's going on when in reality behind the scenes, this is what they're doing. And we just completely play into that, completely buy into that as a society. And that's still going on to this day, which is definitely something very scary that I personally think definitely very eye-opening to see this documentary. Just to see a lot of the psychological aspects that we go through in our minds and how that plays into falling into the traps of social media, all of these social media networks, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Now we have TikTok to worry about. It's crazy. And just seeing what the, what do you call it? The like social media networks, the people behind the scenes on that side, the tech experts, the CEOs of all of these uh, social networks, just hearing them talk in this documentary about like how they believed that they were doing something good through the social media network in the beginning when they first like you know created this and it first started blowing up and people started using the their social media network what they believed in the beginning was good and what they were doing was good and how that has completely turned around and how that has completely changed society maybe even for the worse which is something definitely very eye-opening if you haven't seen this documentary if you have social media i would definitely recommend watching this it's definitely something very enlightening something I believe very informative that you guys should watch. We guys don't know what the impacts that social media can have on you as a person and on society as general. So yeah, I would definitely recommend watching this documentary. I had heard a lot of good things about it and I definitely agree with them. Very informative and I'm very glad that I watched it. I give it a 9 out of 10. Highly recommend it to you guys as well. Okay, guys, I am completely done with the list of TV shows and movies to talk about with you guys that I have watched over the last couple of months. Sorry if this episode is a little long. I kind of went on a little bit longer than I expected to just because I talked a little bit about each TV show and movie. Hopefully I summarized it well for you guys. Like, I'm pretty bad at summarizing, like talking to people about like a TV show or movie that I watched. Like, I know what happens in the TV show or movie, but then, like, if somebody asked me, like, oh, what's the show about, or what's the movie about, like, I don't know, like, I leave off important parts, or, like, sometimes it doesn't come across, like, as the actual show or movie turns out, so, like, I apologize if some of my summaries don't really make any sense, but I did give you guys the name of each TV show and movie, so you guys should definitely go look it up if my summary didn't satisfy you, and you want to know more about the TV show and movie, so... Yes, those are all 17 TV shows and movies that I've watched on Netflix over the past couple of months. And yeah, I really hope you guys found some new movies or shows to watch. That's pretty much the main point of doing this episode for you guys, sharing all of the Netflix content that I have watched over the past couple of months, recommending these shows and movies that I loved very much and that I would recommend to you guys watching. And if you guys are looking for something, you guys are stuck on what to watch on Netflix. Hopefully this episode helped you guys in some way. And since school has started over a week ago, I'm not gonna, going to be watching as much Netflix, so I really wanted to do this episode now just because I have comprised a well enough long list for you guys and I don't know when I'll go back to watching so much Netflix. Probably not anytime soon. So yeah, I really wanted to get this episode out here for you guys. 
But that is about it for today's episode. If you guys did enjoy this episode, be sure to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not already following me on Instagram, you could follow me at lifesandadventure.pod so you can stay up to date with the podcast. I want to thank you guys so much for listening, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye!